You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Mari, Sodi, Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Hello, 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 my friends. Hello. It's Odie. And it's Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Um, so this has been a very long and difficult week. Yes, it has. For a variety of reasons. Um, so we're just going to, I guess, jump right in. And, and I did try to do something a little different with our questions. Mm-hmm. I went into our other table topics and I pulled one out. So we have one of each. Yes. So do you want the blue one since that's your favorite color? Yes. I'll take the blue one. Okay. So. Okay. You start us off. <laughs> okay. Talk about being a uh, going uh, a downer. Is it a downer question? Have you ever been attracted to a teacher? Ooh. Now this could also be a professor. Like a, it could be college. It doesn't have to be gross. I mean, but it's fine if it was you were in high school being thinking your one of your teachers was cute. Okay, so a little bit of context. I went to an all boys uh, year round middle school. <laughs> And we did not have a sister school. Uh, Shout out to St. Ignatius Loyola Academy. And I had a crush on one of the only women teachers there, Mrs. Imes. And I connected with her because, one, she was the math teacher and she made math fun. Even Uh though math was fucking hard, she didn't make math fun and I was able to kind of follow along. Uh But also, I connected with her because her name was, her last name was also uh, funny. What was it? Imes. Oh, Imes, yes. Yeah, like the dog food. So I was just like, oh, like, and also she was very. I can't tell if she was a, like, in hindsight, if she was attractive. Just because she was inherently an attractive person or if she was attractive because she was the only woman that I would see damn near, what, 40 hours out of the week? Um, Maybe both. It might have just been like a, You're just a, a drawn combination. Her, you know? Well, you know, shout out to Miss Aunt. And now I look back and I'm thinking like, oh, she was probably in her 20s. Like when yeah, that I too. was in middle school and stuff. So, um, But she she was nice. She was sweet. She was knowledgeable. Um, that wasn't Miss Imes. That was uh, the other Spanish teacher that um, uh, somebody found something in her carry luggage. Um, what? Yeah. Um, snooping. Uh, one of the boys. Like, because, like, during the during the summer, we would have go away. We go away camp. Uh, we would have a sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. In the Blue Ridge Mountains. Wow. Uh, for, I think, like, three weeks. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, the teachers would be up there, too, with us. You know? That's what I mean when I was like, it was a year-round camp. Yeah. Like we, had, we had mandatory summer school for a month. We had uh, three-week uh, in Blue Ridge, and then we had two weeks up at Blue Ridge with the new sixth graders. That sounds so fun. No, oh, my God. It was terrible. Like, I, just woods and no electricity. Well, we had electricity, but... awesome. No, it was not awesome, okay? It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Campfires and... Sports and that all sounds other like nonsense. all the things that I wished I could have done yeah, every I, summer. <laughs> I bet you would have enjoyed walking on the grass without any yes. fucking sandals on or anything. That. Barefoot, preferable than fucking sitting barefoot in the house contest over here. watching um, TV all day long. Just I first off, they would not allow me to sleep, and that was terrible. <laughs> But um, the other, the Spanish teacher, yeah, like some boys like rummaged through her stuff and found uh, a little thing. A vibrator? uh, Yes. And told all the kids about it. Oh, wait, did did they tell the teachers? No, told the kids. So like the teachers never found out? I don't think the teachers found out. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we knew. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Terrible children. I, you know, I recently, um, not recently, but a few years ago, I became friends with one of my seventh grade um, teachers. And I apologized to her for our behavior because we were just shenanigans. Yeah. So many shenanigans that year. Sure. Um, Okay, do I, have I ever had a crush on a teacher? I actually have. You probably, like, I, I everybody can, was attracted to Dr. Carr. Oh yeah, He's handsome as fuck. Doctor Carr is very handsome, but my I had a crush on one of my journalism professors. Okay, because um, you want to name him? I'm no, I'm not. Okay, so, <laughs> so shout not. out to uh, shout out to Odie's mentor. No, don't call him that. Yeah, you, we don't know who it is. I know, but are, are you sure? Are you sure you don't? I'm wanna? sure. Probably, uh, probably uh, on uh, y'all probably have a connection on LinkedIn. We probably do. No, thank you. Okay. Um, no, he just was so smart, and like he just looked exactly what like what you think like a professor like you know when they have those like steamy professor romances. He probably had BJE. (sighs) What (laughs) he had? What BJE? Big journalist energy. Big journalism energy, yes. Yes, that, yes, yes, okay, sure. Yeah, what did you think I was going with? Honestly, with you, I could never tell, so (laughs) I'm glad that you cleared it up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was um, him, and then I think in high school, there was, um, we all had a crush on Derek, our Bible teacher, um, for senior year, and he was also in the um, chorus, and he also he's been like on Broadway and stuff. He's really like he's a really b- beautiful he's a beautiful man, but like just has a beautiful voice. He was on he was in Lion King. Ooh, what did um, he play in Lion King? Zazu. Oh, no, he was actually um, like he wasn't the main Mustafa, but he would play Mustafa. Mufasa. What did I call him? Mustafa. You know who I'm thinking of? That actor. Um, Mustafa, the one that's in, oh, fudge. He's in Euphoria. I haven't he play, seen Euphoria. Oh, uh, he's in that, remember that movie that went from the Twitter thread, Zola, went to, from the Twitter thread to the movie? Okay. You've seen him in lots of things. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Sure. Um. Anyway, that's, that's his, Most of black Hollywood. Well, yes, but whatever. Okay, fine. But he's also gay. Okay. So that would be different. He's and he's out. His boyfriend, his husband, 
is um, he and his husband been married been married for a few years. All right, shout out to him. Um, <laughs> but okay, anyway, um, it's louder than it than it usually is, <laughs> but it's the same same volume knob, so I'm not sure. Then uh, there was also you just have sensitive ears. Um, I forgot the name. Oh, in um in middle school, mm-hmm. there was a a um. Substitute like gym teacher we used to have that we all had a crush on. We also had a crush on Mr. Cook, who was Mr. Cook, our principal's son. But Mr. Cook moved to uh, Florida when we were in fifth grade, and so I think we only got like one, <coughs> one year of having um, the younger Mr. Cook. Okay, so uh, just to clarify, if we're just going backwards just a little bit, um, that professor that was uh, in the school of <laughs> Jay or the journalism school is he still there now I'm not going to tell you because I don't know what you're doing and I don't I want to say I don't think he is he's doing something else I don't know uh, okay. I haven't been there in quite some time what what name is right, first of all you better bleep out the name cuz I don't know who it is and I don't want you causing trouble Are you sure But bleep the name out after Was he black Yes he was black Okay. I had no white journalism. He's a man, right? Yes. Okay. It's hmm. a lot of a lot of women. To, what, good, shout out to Howard for having for employing a lot of uh, women in media journalism and. Film. Yes, there are lots of them. Yes, I the, think majority of my my teachers were women. Yeah, I think the majority of my well, yeah, the majority of mine were women too. But like, okay. across I'm, the board, I'm gonna assume that he's no longer there. I don't. Th- I mean, he he was. I don't know if he was an adjunct at that time, but. Either way, I'm not going to tell you who he is or what his name is. Just send me a text message. No, because you're going to look it up. And I'm not. I'm going to send it to you when we get off. Oh, uh, shout out to uh, Miss uh, Professor Devere. That's uh, that was my uh, film professor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, looks like she's still at Howard. So that's great. And Miss Morton. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, shout out to all of them. Yes, we love you. H you know. Now, what's the name of this guy? <laughs> um, can you ask your question now? Or you asked your question. Yeah, I did. My question was, what is the name of this guy who was the professor? Because <laughs> I would like to know. I want to look him. I just want to see what a picture. Can you at least send me a picture? Okay. All right. Thank you. That's all. I don't ask. I Look, I don't ask for much in this world. Um, okay. So, what family gifts, interests, or talents do you possess? I have the talent of volume. Uh, wait, wait, read that question again. What family gifts, interests, or talents do you possess? Okay. Volume. We are a loud family. I come by it honestly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I think I also have the gift of being stubborn. Yes. Uh, my family members can be stubborn at times. Mm-hmm. We get very... Into, I, I'd like to think that my generation of the family has learned from a lot of those um, problems, but uh, not problems, uh, those gifts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, I, I like to use my gifts sparingly. Okay, okay. I'm going to look for a picture. Anyhow, uh, how about you? Do you have what family gifts, interests, and talents do you possess? Um, interests, I would say definitely like traveling, music. Oh, is that just you? 
No, my my I think my family's um both sides in some ways have always been very woo woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my ancestors uh was a medicine woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, let's see, dancing, traveling, um, culinary arts. Okay. Um. The gift of gab and like wanting to be um talking a lot or like just, just being able to have being able to talk having convers like a good conversationalist someone with mm-hmm. charisma and personality these are gifts that you have what why are you being mean to I'm me I'm not today? being mean. I'm Why are you being mean to me? For clarification. Why are you being mean? I am asking for clarification. You're, say, you're saying these Why are the things that you are have. are you being mean? Did you not ask me a question about things that I am getting from my family? Okay. I Look, that's why... There's nothing. Aren't you a fucking journalist? Don't you know about no. follow up questions this and context? Because we already know the context sure, and making sure We're that very everything. Because both of us are very I smart. I just want to make sure that our listeners understand very, what listeners, you are actually please saying. Please let me know if you also think that Maurice was being rude to me. I don't think and anybody me out here mean. is is on your side in this. I, I think that clearly, they will be. I'm clearly I think they will just be. doing and my journalistic I, integrity. You're not justice. a journalist. I when I'm on this podcast, I am. No, you are not. I'm the close. I am. That is that is what I am here for. I am here for color commentary and to ask the hard questions. So if I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't challenge you. Now, continue. Something about charm. I don't want to do this. You're being mean. I'm not being mean. You are being mean to me. Oh my god! <laughs> what is uh, fine? Answer, answer your question. I don't want to answer I anymore. Won't say anything. I've already finished answering I'll it. I'll mute my mic. No, I don't want to answer that there. anymore. There, my mic is muted. That's my mic. No, that's my mic. <laughs> oh, I'm using my mic to ask you a question now. Sure. What's your favorite thing to order online? Mr. Meanie Pants. Um, favorite thing right now, it probably has to be, you know, I got a, I got a guilty pleasure of pork rinds. I, I know. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Like, I mean, I know where it came from. When I was younger, we used to, uh, there was um, a convenience store down the block from uh, uh, the middle school that I went to, St. Nation's Little Academy, and they would have uh, blueberry Pop-Tarts and um, Utz pork rinds, and those uh, Utz's would be so delicious, Um, and kind of like, they, they delicious without being filling. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so as an adult, now that I have my own place, I find myself uh, indulging a little bit in my own... A little bit? Uh, a little bit. I From here, from time to time, I my pantry is filled with guilty pleasures. I have Kool-Aid, and I have Pop-Tarts, and I have Swedish Fish. I'm surprised I didn't buy Mike and Ike's. Um, is it a guilty pleasure if you have it all the time? 
Well, though you, I haven't taking out the Swedish fish. Taking out the Swedish fish. Because I feel I don't, like I your don't, pantry is always my, has my pantry. Yeah, but I'm not eating them like every day. But you have them. They're they're available. To they're you. available, to, but I don't have them all the time. But, I go I go through okay, the pork rinds more but than I go Kool-Aid through the pop tarts. The Kool Aid drunk the, every day. The so Kool Aid is pretty, well. I mean, to 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 be fair, I drink the Kool Aid a lot more when I have guests. Because there were times when I'm by myself and I'm not really having Kool-Aid. So I will, I will put that out there. I tend to mix them with cocktails when I have guests. Just saying. Are you trying More times than to not, say, I'm drinking water. Are you trying to say that you're not orange juice drinking? Or you just started buying orange juice. I First off, this is now my second or third purchase of orange juice. Yeah, but you've been here. It's almost been a year. No, it has not. It has not almost been a it's year. It's been like five December months. is when I moved in here. It's been at least six months. Yes, it's been, it's been six months. And uh, in that six months, for like the last three months, I've had orange juice. You, so about half the time. Two months. I'll, fine, I'll give you two months. But I've had orange juice. Hey, I've had, I've had. Truth. Yeah, I'm living my truth. <laughs> Apparently, you want to stop me for some reason. Um, all right. What's the, what, what was the question? What's your favorite thing to order online. Oh, yeah. I, my guilty pleasures, pork rinds. What about you? What's your favorite? Clothes? Um. <laughs> I'm the one who's supposed to be answering. I'm just. I was guessing. I was guessing at it. Books. <laughs> I am the one who's gonna be answering this question. Um. To me or Telfar stuff. Like <laughs> I, f- I forget the name of the brand. It's either Telfar or To Me. No, it I starts have, with a T. First of all, how old am I? Forty five. Who's just buying To Me? Or regular, regular wares. Some people. There's it's some people luggage. Okay. Oh, the person who just said that they travel, they came by it honestly by their family, doesn't like luggage. Hmm? <laughs> okay. Um, I will say that my favorite thing to order online. Oh, man. See, and I also gave you time to think. Okay, you didn't because you were conf- you were putting words in my mouth and you weren't letting you know, me think about but in it. The t- in the time that it took you to challenge me, you could have also been multitasking no, see, by thinking of an answer. You put those words I'm in also my head. Giving you, look at these. Look at this time. Okay, that I'm, I'm going to give myself clothes. Okay, clothes. Because I don't buy clothes often, but when I do, I don't. Don't look at me like that. I you've known me to buy uh, buy clothes in a big purchase twice. Usually, I might get something twice. Where, like twice when I bought my clothes from Shein and Fashion Nova. Okay, but twice as in not twice in the time that I've known no, you. No, but like a large thing. Like maybe I'll buy like one or two things, but I don't buy like wardrobe clothes, like you know five or more pieces. Live your truth. Okay. If that's the, you know what? Buying one, me, and a one-off thing. I'm going to write that down. That's the name of this episode. Let me <laughs> truth. A one-off thing is different than like clothes, clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Um, but I love, I love clothing. Are shoes 
Are shoes, shoes are part are, of the clothing? Shoes are clothing. So shoes are yes. articles of clothing. Yes. So I there love all of those things. I love being able to buy them. Now, when you say you only do this two times, like, was you uh, not including shoes? <laughs> I haven't bust shoes in a really long time. And I, I, I feel like I was not including shoes at that time when okay. I thought about them. Well, there you go. I was only thinking of, like, the clothes. Well, there you go. So. Um. Just saying, I'm just over here trying to keep you honest. Thank you. That's that's well balanced journalism. Don't start. Yes, it is. Don't start. Speaking of starting, uh, do you want to move into the pop culture section or do you want to do a, you know, in memoriam first? We're going to do the sad, sad news first. Yes, yes. After we do the two sad things, then we can go into the. Regular, regular programming. Okay. So, just everyone, warning, if you don't feel like feeling sad, you're going to just have to fast forward. Skip ahead. Um, a little bit. I don't know how much a bit, but until we start talking about something that won't make you sad. Yes. Okay. Well, first, uh, we are saying RIP to Ray Liotta, mm. a Hollywood icon who passed away in his sleep at 67. Um, he was working on a project in the Dominican Republic called Dangerous Waters, and he survived by his daughter, Carson, and his fiance, fiance J.C. Natalo. Uh, it was just very sad um, to lose another Hollywood icon so soon. And then there were several other like mu- deaths in music. It's just like this week was just very heavy. And then, of course... Um, we can't not talk about what happened in Texas. Um, if you haven't heard in Uvalde, Texas, um, a young man, 18 years old, killed 19 students and two teachers. His name was, uh, Salvador Ramos. Uh, he also shot shot his grandmother. She survived, um, and then wounded. I think almost two dozen um, other people that were in the school. But so far, they're you know suspected to mm-hmm. be okay. But this was just like so devastating. It was another elementary school, which it's the largest school shooting we've had, the worst school shooting we've had since Sandy Hook, um, which was twenty six. Uh, 26 people, six teachers, 20 students, and again another elementary school. This school was between second, third, and fourth, and fourth grade, I believe. Um, there might they might have had a fifth grade, but I think the young, the eldest uh, victim of the students was 11 years old. So you could just think of how uh, devastating this was for the community. Because, you know, the kids, this was the same day that they were having, like, this was, like, the last week of school. They were having their, you know, honor roll celebrations, and some of the kids had stayed back to watch, you know, Moana with their classmates and just, like, you know, have a one of those, like, last days of, of school that you have with your friends and everyone's just excited and you're ready for the school year to be over. And then next thing you know... You know, it was just chaos. And so many of the stories that are coming out are just really horrifying. Um, 
one of the the parents when they got there um, were trying to get into the school because the police officers were waited about an hour before like breaching with the SWAT team, and she was uh, put in handcuffs. She did it was able to run in the school and get her kid, mm-hmm. um, but like the police just were just waiting there and I saw videos of the parents screaming at them to go inside and they're in there like full gear and they're you know heavily armed and the the parents are like there's only one of him and look how many of you there are yeah and the police were just kind of like saying they had to wait etc cetera, etc cetera. um and we don't we have no clue if that caused any more children to die or not or at the very least it caused um uh it prevented like medical help from being secured in a timely manner yeah who knows what could have been done to help any of the you know hurt and wounded that were inside of that school and there were just reports of just shoddy police work which was really frustrating um you know one of the kids was saying how the police told them to scream if they, you know, if they, if they, so they could hear them, they screamed, and then the gunman came and shot them. And it's like, what? That goes against like all like natural like self-preservation reflexes. Like if you know that there's a gunman nearby shooting, the last thing you want to do is to make noise and draw their attention. That doesn't make sense. There are just a lot of things that I feel like happened. With the, on the police side that were that are coming out and it's just like what was going on and why how did this end so poorly um, which is this the whole community it's not reading about it you know it's a small ranching town a lot of these people have lived in these houses 30 years everyone's kind of interconnected some of the people of the, of the families lost not just maybe a, a son or a daughter but they also lost a cousin you know one man um a grandfather was talking about he lost like two or three of his uh, grandchildren and it's just these what else do we need to do for the congress and everyone to just make a decision to not have it capable for an 18 year old to go and buy an ar-15 the day, like, you know, the next, the week after his 18th birthday and just be able to have it for no reason. And, like, we have the young man never left any, or so far nothing has been found saying this is... Any kind of manifesto or yeah. anything like that. Um, you know... Every, I don't even want to know this person's name. Like, we should not um, use this platform in any way to to name that dude um just because i don't want to give him any more attention than he already has um this is tragic you know like it's unfortunate that this has happened but it's even more unfortunate that there's a kind of numbness that comes along that came along with it like Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i'm not completely heartless um and this is uh, an utter tragedy, but it's one of those things where, like, my Im- one of my immediate thoughts were, oh, nothing is going to be done about this, is it? Yeah. Like, this is, they if nothing happened after Sandy Hook, yeah. 
then what 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 will be done not what can be done because so many things can be done yeah uh uh congress and those who we vote into office can do so many things but unfortunately they just don't and they won't well governor abbott during a press conference made a comment that you know it could have been so much worse what what at what point are 19 children and two teachers not worse like that's the why is that considered like a good outcome that's one it was majority of the deaths came from one of the like one fourth grade class so that's a whole class of children who are not going to be going on you know not and we're not even and we're we are happy that there are you know the other people who may have been shot um you know are going to survive but that it's like what kind of life that are they having afterwards? Are there going to be certain things that they need, physical disabilities, mental issues? That's like their lives are going to be completely impacted from this day forward. And for these people who are so pro-life, um, they're not going to be making sure that there's money in the disability funds to give them all the different uh, PTEs they're going to need and assistances they're going to need throughout their life, if any, or any therapies they're going to need just to get over the fact that they watched their students or their classmates or, you know, being murdered. Those are, these are the reper- repercussions. It's not just the unfortunate loss of life. It's everybody else. It's a ripple effect. Exactly. You know, and... Um, so, you know, thinking of just the ripple effect, one of the teachers, Irma Garcia, who was killed, you know, uh, she was killed, but I think she was barricading her students uh, from the shooter. Mm-hmm. And his, her husband, who she had been married from, like, they were high school sweethearts, married 24 years. He had a heart attack two days yeah, a- and died two days that. after um, the shooting. And it was the, the doctors were saying, like, you know, was uh, dying of a broken heart. And it's like, you know, these things are not just, it's not just the one person that's impacted or the or that one family. It's, these are a whole community. It's a whole country that is being impacted. And the same, I mean, even within this week, <clears throat> there's not been a school shooting that has been um, this devastating, but there were multiple cases of students being arrested even here on Long Island there was <coughs> excuse me a, a male student who was arrested for uh, send, putting messages online about he was going to blow up the school and luckily they the police found the messages they searched his, his uh, the school and his home um nothing didn't find anything but there was also another one in Texas I, I don't think that anyone was, like, hurt. But it's, like, in one week, we've had so many attacks at schools. There was another shooting on the subway. There's, like, all these rampant gun issues, but Republicans keep saying it's not about guns. So then what's it about? I would, like, I'm, I would like to know what it is about. And I know that, like, I don't think that people shouldn't be allowed to have guns. But I think that the way that 
you're able to just buy them. He he just a week after his 18th birthday, just going out and getting a gun. Yeah, I think there's something in Texas where like there's no waiting or any oh wait period or something. Yeah, I was reading that and I was just like that, like they can't get guns into the people's hands faster. You know, like, a few years ago, I think this was like like a year or two ago, um, the governor had tweeted in response to finding out that, like, Texas was number two on the uh, most guns purchased list. He was like, oh, you know, Texans, we need to speed it up, you know, get us number one. And it's like, this is not the wild, wild west. I don't think if you feel like you would like to have a gun in, in your home or on your person to feel protected, as a woman, sometimes I would love to be able to know how to shoot a firearm like really safely so that I can carry one so I can feel safer when I'm outside because of the fact that like sometimes crazy things can happen. But that's not what's going on. People are just buying guns because they want to have pissing contests. They think there's some sort of government conspiracy that we're going to take over the country. I showed you that picture of like that room full of guns. Yes. Yes, and I remember at first I thought the floor was tile. I didn't even realize it was that. And guns are expensive. Yes, they are. It's first off, guns shouldn't be a fucking hobby. Like people are treating guns like uh, like fucking model train sets, like collecting them and in 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 uh, like harboring them as if like, they're spies. Insane. Yeah, as if they're fucking like spies. I gotta tell you, there's not that many fucking deer out there. That uh, like there are more fucking guns than there are deer. I guarantee you. So like, yeah. as far as like like the the oh we need guns to hunt. Nobody needs a fucking AR fifteen to to mow down some fucking deer. Like, are you fucking insane? But you want to know why I feel like partially? I feel this, like this is like a Republican campaign to keep certain businesses afloat because a few days after the shooting, I was reading an article about bulletproof bulletproof backpacks mm. have like those sales have skyrocketed um and there's a there's certain companies like uh well that will guard dog security bullet blocker tuffy packs which is like this feels like these things if we went into them deep deep like are they owned by like certain republican figureheads probably because i'm like because it's like it's kind of like when you think about how you know, we know that from reports that um, the police will use, like, Hollywood to create a lot of propaganda, which are yeah, shows like... propaganda like, and, like, and uh, movies for the military. Exactly. So, so that people will feel... Um, even because they know a lot of people don't watch the news and or research things themselves, and they get a lot of what they go on from TV and movies, this will make it easier if they want to incorporate, you know, police dogs. If you saw in SVU that the, the serial kid rapist was caught with a police dog, you would probably feel more favorably toward it, yeah. towards it. And I'm like, are they somehow in cahoots because think about it like the one of the company's websites said the prices range from a 160 to 490 for what an AR-15 no these are for the bulletproof backpacks oh for the can we just talk about how stupid that is like that's 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 like trying to uh, put out a fire with gasoline like you're not solving the fucking issue the issue is that the backpacks aren't 
protecting the students. But that's the only thing that you feel like if you're a parent and you don't have, like people say, oh, just, you know, homeschool. Homeschooling is not an option for everyone. You need to have the the personality to teach and the ability to teach or else your children are going to be um, missing out on things that they need. So it's like if you don't have the time, the patience, and the ability, that's not something for you. If you have if you have a school that's close by, you want to send them there, you need to be able to do that without feeling like they're not going to come home. People, and for some parents, they feel like this is the only option. People should be able to feel comfortable with, uh, Just with knowing your- that their children are safe in school. Um, but yet, school has now joined, not now, school has long since joined the ever-growing list of places where fucking uh, uh, ter- uh, domestic terrorism can happen. Schools, churches, mosques, fucking concerts, supermarkets, like like anywhere that you could, banks, like anywhere that you could think of where where mass shootings have occurred in, like, this country, you know, it's, oof, sorry, had to calm myself a little bit because this is just a very avoidable problem. Yeah. It is such an avoidable fucking thing. We're the only country where the fucking NRA and guns are in deep pockets with the fucking politicians. So they're not going to do anything but but create some sort of spin and hope that we as the people just forget about it, which which is insanity. This country is in a sane asylum when it comes to fucking gun and gun control. The NRA is having their... Um Con- well, I think the con- the conference might either have finished or has been happening this week. But, you know, allegedly one of the families who lost a, a child said that first, um, gra- well, Governor Abbott came, someone came to their house and asked them to um, basically side with the NRA and say that, like, they don't need tougher gun laws. Um, and so they ended up telling them, like, if you don't get off the property, we were going to beat you up. They, be, rightfully it'd be, so. It'd be funny if you said, if you don't get off my property, I'll shoot you. Yes. It'd be <laughs> funny if they shot him. This is like, because my child is dead and you're trying to get me to give you the benefit of the doubt when, like, what has the NRA done to keep my family secure? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely um, nothing. But the NRA had a was having a music festival that was coming up. And music festivals too, because of that one shooter who shot up that mm-hmm. festival. And but one only out for the NRA music festival, everybody dropped out except for one singer, so they had to cancel it mm-hmm. because everyone's like, okay, enough is enough. At some point, you can't like we've had the Buffalo supermarket shooting, and of course, because it was black people, you know, it left the media. Very not the, like Pete, not the well. It's just not to compare, but when you think about how long people were talking about, like the Will Smith slap at the mm-hmm. Oscar, compared to how long they were talking about the racist uh, person who went and committed a, a hate crime. Yeah, we're still talking about that goddamn slap now. And we, like this is not, and not to say that like there aren't, um, there are some media organizations that are talking about it and still giving updates, but the way that it was breaking news everywhere has just dwindled. Um, and so, but then you think about then literally barely a week after you have the shooting 
at the school. And in between then, there were several shootings. And after that, there are several shootings. By the time this goes up, who knows how many more we're going to have. And the fact that we are electing people who are not willing to do things. And I'm talking about we're not we're electing Republicans that are not willing to put up the right gun law, uh, gun controls because they are being uh, in the pockets of the lobbyists. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Democrats who are not willing to just put their foot down yeah. and say, no more. We need to... Whatever you need to do, end the filibuster, sign an executive order, like get things through and and not being so let's be so bipartisan with everything because obviously being bipartisan is killing people. Yes, it is. And trying to be bipartisan with a side that doesn't want to be bipartisan at all. Like yet another version of insanity of trying to be like we need to bring ourselves together when the other side is literally not making any attempts whatsoever why they're like why would they want to because they're getting everything that they want uh as far as like being in the pockets of fucking nra and big gun exactly so i just um i really i don't want to have this be something that we're mentioning once a week and like I'm just thinking about how many times this is going to pop up in the news and probably I'm going to miss it because it's not necessarily as bad as the last one, you know? Um, And it just really makes me sad that we are living in this place that we recognize so many people don't care. Um, And I wish that they did care more about the collective we and not just their individual uh quote unquote freedoms. And for the record, uh as of today, we the US has had two hundred and fourteen mass shootings in two thousand twenty two. And we're only in May. Yeah, we're not even halfway through the year. So let that just fucking sink in. It's uh three hundred sixty five days out of the year I don't know if that's a shooting a day, 214. That's not even, that's more than half of, ugh, fucking math. I swear to God, this is, (sighs) sorry, sorry. I, this is just very unfortunate and uh, it's a solemn time. My thoughts and prayers are with the family. Yes. um, And those who have been affected by this tragedy. And all of these mass shooting tragedies in the community. And and I'm know. praying for, you know, I'm, I'm also praying for the shooter's family because his grandmother is still um, healing. Alive? From, she's alive and she's healing from her wounds. Oh, wow. But, of course, his parents have been being, um, you know, harassed. And all the journalists and reporters are coming to ask her many, like, them questions. And I know that regardless of anything that they say, every, they're going to be... Um, their, every statement they make is going to be scrutinized. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's it's sad that these people who are just living their lives and raising a child um, and just all of a sudden now have to kind of pay for his crimes, especially because he is not here. Um, he was killed by a Border Patrol agent who breached the school. Um, so... I think that's 
it's just sad for everyone. Yes, it is. And so prayers to everyone. Prayers. And whatever. I know that, like, the only power that we have is voting for people who are actually going to do something different. Mm -hmm. So that is what I'm going to do and continue to um, try and find those people who are standing on the side of progress and get them into office. Yeah. That's all we can do at this point. All right. Can we take a... Let's take a quick little break. Yeah, let's take a quick little break. And then we'll be right back with our pop culture segment. Yes, we will be right back. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast.
We now return to the Black and Snarty Podcast. When I wake up in the morning, love. And the sunshine lights my eyes. And something without warning, love. Bears have it on my mind. Then I look at you. And the world's all right with me. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely day. A lovely day. When the day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face, when someone else instead of me always seems to know the way. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's going to be a lovely day. A lovely That was uh, a much needed, uh, you know, thank you tone switch. Thank you very much from what we were just discussing not too long ago. Uh, you know, I want somebody to use the. I okay, this is gonna sound stupid, right? You ever just like hear a song so often that like the lyrics or uh, just sort of like fly past you. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the lyrics to the song, but like you never really stop and actually think about them. Uh-huh. That's a really nice love song. It is. I would, it would, it would be a very non. it would be kind of non-traditional, but it would be awesome if somebody uh, used this song as their like wedding song. I think so too. Yeah. It's a good song. Cause I'm just like, oh, there's nothing, there, there's something beautiful about somebody admitting that like, man, life is kind of rough, but then I look at you and it gives me the power to make it through, uh, not make, not just make it through another day, but just like, it's going to be a good day because I just got finished looking at you, even yeah. though I've got meetings and reports and all <laughs> sorts of shit happening in the day and there's somebody else who knows more than me like all i gotta do is just look at you and everything's gonna be all right yes i love that song we gonna be all right we We gonna gonna be be all right we We gonna gonna be all right we gonna be all right be all right right. okay (laughs) uh yeah no we need oh god we need that now more than ever um just just being able to tell yourself that we're gonna be all right it's gonna be a lovely day um everything's gonna be okay yes yes i second that emotion yes now with that being said (laughs) there might be some things coming up that might not be all right yes uh, but we'll tackle them together in our pop culture segment all right i'm gonna i feel like we're starting off with a positive 
I yes. can't say if the rest of how positive the rest of it is, but I know at least but we're starting off with a good thing. At the very least, can we start off with a good thing and then end with a good thing? Can, is that is that is that possible to do? Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Let's okay. see. <laughs> um, so Colin Kaepernick, you know who used to be on the Forty uh, ers <laughs> I know sports. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, but you know, obviously when he was taking the knee, he lost his contract. No one was rehiring him, blah, 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 blah. However, he stayed in fighting shape and he has been waiting for the draft, um, since 2016 for someone to, um, sign him for something. And on Wednesday he got to, uh, work out with the Raiders. Uh, they said his arm strength and good, he had um, his arm strength and good and had good overall conditioning. The workout was largely largely considered positive, um, but no one no word on like a deal just yet. I do hope that something happens for him to be able to play, even if he just plays one more season. Yeah, I just want someone to pull him up, let him play. He's still young, he's still active, um, and he just deserves it. Um, you know, I saw a I forgot his name. But uh, I think he was a baseball player because, you know, there's a lot of different games and basketball games. I think there's some baseball. There's so many sports happening right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked one of the star players about, like, the game that day. And he was like, you know, I'm not going to do any more. Um, I'm not going to participate in any more of the national anthems if, uh, you know, we don't do something about gun control. Yeah. And I'm like, he one, he's a white guy. Of course. So it'll be very interesting to see how people react to that versus Collins. Oh, they're not um, going to do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like nothing is going to be done. It's just like when, uh, when, uh, it's just like when Eminem took the knee at the uh, Super Bowl this year, and people, were, people weren't even sure what he was doing because it was that. very weird and confusing. It didn't make any sort of sense. Yeah. He, he didn't do anything to say, "Here, look at me, Black Lives Matter." Yeah. He just was for, kneeling for there. all we knew. He just his knees were weak and his arms were heavy. <laughs> That's pretty much everybody thought that that's what that was. He's old. Um, but. Is he in his 50s? Um, how old did we say? When we looked up 50 Cent's age the other day, wasn't he 50, he, 50, 50 Cent's cent like is, 55, right? 50 Cent is almost 50, right? So if 50 Cent's almost 50, then Eminem's almost 52. Because, like, almost 50 as well. Because mm-hmm. they're around the same age. Hmm. And Dr. Dre is pa- Dr. Dre's past 50. Eminem is 49 years old. Yeah, so, you know. 50 Cent is 46. Okay. So, grown people. Yeah. And, uh... But, no. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. I hope this leads to something... Yes. Uh, ...fruitful. Um, I... I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but, like, I feel like we've heard this before. Oh. Like, he's been invited to training camps before, and it, you know, didn't lead to anything. But I'm going to be optimistic this time, you know? Like, if he, if he still has what it takes, I say sweep him up. Put him on a team. Uh, it'll still be interesting to watch, I yeah. assume. Yeah, so, you know, just saying. Like, Colin Kaepernick is a star uh, on and off the field. Yes. So, and if you I believe get Colin Kaepernick uh, to, to join a team, like, uh, it would be nothing but a boon to mm-hmm. whatever uh, team he would be on. He was He's dating Angela Yee, I believe. Or not Angela Yee. <sighs> Let me see. He's dating. She was a, a radio station. They were together. I mean, I hope they're still together. 
um, because she like kind of people were saying she was um, the one who like Nessa Diaz. Nessa Nessa. Nessa yes, Diab. there we are. I don't know. I think she used to work for the radio station or something. Uh, let's see. I feel like they met kind of. I feel like that. That's why I would always throw Angela Yee because somehow they she was taught she they've had interviews with her. Um, anyway, um, oh, she was a Hot ninety seven host. Yeah, the Nessa show on Hot ninety seven. Yes, there we are. Okay. So, um, I hope them, I wish them well, because they deserve it, and, you know, he's always been doing a lot of great things for, um, the community, like, the black community, the community at large, and, you know, give him, give him his time to shine. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, speaking of people who are shining, shining, yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, sold his catalog for a hundred million dollars. To a fund backed by uh, the private equity firm Blackstone, mm-hmm. um, which is the venture's largest music rights acquisition so far, so it's very interesting. Um, doesn't Blackstone sound like the company of like that a villain would own? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it sounds like some like deep water. Um, Every time I hear it, mercenary shit. Like it's a really Blackstone is like if you work there, you could be making like. $200,000 as, like, an executive assistant. Yes. I, they do some, like, probably cloning. Don't want to get caught behind. I'd work for them. I mean, I would work for if, them. If that's how much their, admit, their executive assistants are making, then... Like, it's a place where you don't want to really know what they're doing. Because yeah. you want to have a moral compass of your own. Yeah. But you know that But I love money. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, yeah, I... I <laughs> I believe there was a birthday that happened in which I was not supposed to be saying I that say anymore. That you said it. I just was saying it myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but, yes. And it, so he purchased. So I'm like, are you doing this because you're like, what are you doing, Justin? How do you even know Blackstone? Mm-hmm. How did you get connected to them? Well, he's been and a part of the black culture for a long time. So it just naturally extends to Blackstone. Uh, um... So, Justin said in a statement, I'm excited to, excited to be partnering with American Hypnosis. He values artists and their creative work and has always been a strong supporter of songwriters and storytelling. I look forward to entering this next chapter. Um, uh, it doesn't say that it's going to affect any of the music that he has coming out afterwards, but, I mean, I hope $100 million is, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, um, I think when you brought this to my attention before, uh, I was wondering if this is one of those things where he will get his master's back, like, after a certain period of time, or Um, if he can option to buy them back at some point. Because, like, uh, having control of your master's is important for occasions like this when you can, like, sell off the rights to them Yeah, uh, to make a a lot of money. Um, But, like... At the end of the day, you still want to be able to, like, own them at some point, you know? Yeah. So maybe down the line he'll be able to buy them back at some uh, at some point. I don't know. It's Blackstone. Who knows? Who knows? But we don't know the intricacies of that deal. But Yeah. But that's a... Uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, I guess there's a, a lot of to be said about making sure whatever is yours is yours. 
Yes. You know, and, and like if you're an artist and you are, you know, popular, own your masters. You own know? your shit. You know, didn't they just were talking about that in the Atlanta episode? Exactly. Own your shit. Um, okay. So I was, I wanted to, us to talk about this, um, but I wasn't super uh, excited about the um, other, the medium or the person mm-hmm. who um, brought this to our attention. But um, have you, remember that guy, the, um, the rapper we talked about, Isaiah Rashad, who performed at Coachella? Yes. So um, we spoke then about how he had a, a sex tape that was leaked in February that I believe um, showed there was either a man or two men were in it. Um, and it was like a whole big thing. Um, but he was recently speaking with Joe Budden uh, on a, during an interview. And he said that I'm still learning about myself. Um, I'm sexually fluid, but basically I'm not in full control when I walk into a room of who I'm attracted to. Um, he said he's more attracted to personality, I'm attracted to intellect, and he doesn't want to put any labels on who he is, which I'm like, you know what, I love this mm-hmm. for you. Um, but I also was a bit sad because he was talking about just like the fallout of what happened after that sex tape was released. Mm-hmm. And um, he did say that his his the people that were closest to him all knew about his sexuality. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, having a video of you being intimate with anyone, regardless of whether it seems scandalous or not, it is makes embarrassing. Coming, it, yeah, one, it's embarrassing. And two, it, it really does uh, take the control away from you from, uh, like, if you wanted to come out or, like, it's your business. And exactly. If, if you, if, if, with when it comes to sexuality, you should be able to do with that as far as the you know letting people know that information what you want on your own personal timetable so for him like i i hope that he didn't feel like he had to do this uh because of the sex tape i hope that this was more of like i'm choosing to do this because i feel comfortable with myself to uh make this information known to my fans in public well, he said that um, he had received a lot of support from his fans, but that, like, he was in a dark place after it leaked, and he ended up um, falling off the wagon and going to a rehab for two weeks. Um, and he was saying that I was just embarrassed for my mom. I got foul family members who were hitting my mom up, messing with her, trying to poke the bear, and she's sensitive to everything that goes on with her son. So that made me feel ty- some type of way. Um, and he also mentioned that his, um, grandfather died of a stroke the day after the video was leaked and he felt that it was, he was like feeling like it was his fault. And I'm just like that, like uh, that is not your fault. Like, you know, as somebody whose grandfather like also had a stroke and felt and and I also felt like it was my fault. Like I absolutely can relate to that. No, I, you know, I can understand because it's like. We know that old you know old people's bodies are fragile, so it's like it feels like you breathe on them wrong, and you can be worried like, oh shoot, did I do that? But I think it's it's really important for us to know like our bodies are gonna do what they want to do regardless. Yeah. Like you could have just had he could have had the best day of his life. Yeah, our bodies are 
just a just a bunch of iPhones, you know? Like, <laughs> just glitching and tweaking and yeah. will do what they want when it's time to be done. And, and it's just like the fact that he, because somebody couldn't mind their business and was trying to make this guy, this, you know, young rapper's life miserable, then he he's carrying around this burden of feeling like he harmed his grandfather. And I'm sure if he thought that somebody else, he wasn't the only one in his family who might have been making those sort of comments and making him feel bad and like, oh, look what happened. You know, that lifestyle you're living yeah. killed Pop-Pop. And, and we know all the fucking comments that family mm-hmm. members uh, make. Uh, I was just at a party uh, a few weeks back, and um, one of my friends was talking about um, uh, this dude uh, who it's unknown whether or not he is, like, what his sexual orientation is, uh-huh. but there's speculation leaning towards, you know, him being gay or mm-hmm. a part of the LGBTQ community. And she was just like, oh, yeah, like, people talk all the time about how, like, he has uh, a lot of sugar in his Kool-Aid. And I'm just like, oh, man, that's such a 90s yeah. fucking bad sugar in his tank. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, we're we're better than this. We're yeah. bigger than this. And they're not a queer person. Uh, What, the person who said that? The person who said it. No. No, they are. Oh, they are. F- well... I mean, everything is fluid, so, uh, but I don't think they are. <laughs> you don't think they are? Okay. Sorry, I just, sorry, you know what, I'm not going to say who it is, but. Uh, okay, text it to me. I, I, I will text it to you, but I, I, what I will say is that they are, they are, they present straight. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, but um, we love you, Isaiah Rashad, and I hope that I can find, catch you in a um, concert. Yes. Really soon. That would be fun. Okay. Uh, all right, wait. I might... Do you want to go w- with something silly or something fucked up first? Hmm. You know what? Go with the, go with the fucked up thing and then the silly thing. Okay. So, um, our, our old fave who turned into a nasty man, Kevin Spacey, um has been arrested in the UK and charged with four counts of sexual assault involving three men. Um, In a statement, the CPS outlined the charges as four offenses of sexual assault contrary to Section 3 of the Sexual Offenses Act of 2003 and one offense of causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent contrary to Sections 4.1 and 4 of the Sexual Offenses Act of 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, Complaint 1 took place in London in March 2005. Complaint 2 alleges the offense happened August 2008. And the third complainant alleged took place in 2013. Um, and if you remember, he was the artistic director in London of the Old Vic Theater from 2003 to 2015. Um, the allegedly that had received more than 20 allegations of inappropriate behavior against him Jesus. after an investigation. Um, and, you know, I think it was, was it 2016 when everything started crashing down around, like, and he got killed off from uh, House of Cards and mm-hmm. all that um, because of the, I think there was an American um, allegation that went through. So it's just like, I... I want people to remember when you keep talking about cancel culture, it doesn't mean anything. Because what, didn't we just see he was going to be in a new movie? 
There was like a trailer. There was like a trailer or something. Like I feel like no, we watched a movie that he was in. No, we did, but that was an old one. Yeah, but I feel like there's a. I feel like I recently and I might. I had to look it up, but I feel like I recently saw a trailer, and he was in a movie, and his his like um, agents and PR team are like, oh, this is just bad press, trying to make it out to like you know these people are just lying. And I really wish that people would stop trying to insult our intelligence because that's all that's happening. Like, that's one reason I haven't really been listening to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case because. So he has um, three, four movies coming up. One is called Peter 5-8, where he, I guess, plays the titular Peter. Uh, The next one is The Man Who Drew God. And then the next one is Gateway to the West. And then in production is Gore, where he plays Gore Vidal. Holy shit, he's going to be Gore Vidal? Wow. Cancel culture is... It's not not a thing. Not real at all. It's not a thing. I want you to just think about all the people who are so-called canceled. He's not on freaking welfare, eating out of garbage cans, trying to find his next meal. People are still hiring him. They're still paying him. And I bet you he won't pay if he if he does a day in jail. I will be very surprised, and it does not just become one of those plea deal situations. Um, I don't want people like regardless of what people think about your name, that is really um, pointless when you're still getting paid. Because you could say whatever you want about me. You don't like me. I can't come to your seat at the table. But if I'm still getting paid, who the fuck cares? Yeah. He can tr- he can go travel and do whatever he wants for the rest of his life and enjoy his time. Even being people, because there are people who are going to like him. I want you to take a look at the uh, poster for Gateway to the West. It looks like it's photoshopped. Get out of here. Like his head. Get out. Get, leave me alone. Yeah. I just, I wish that we, if the aliens could come and just... Free us from the shackles of this world. Let's make sure we have, like, if uh, aliens, I know that you guys can probably hear these broadcasts. Yes. Hear the stipulations. Yes. If you're going to let us go with you, you need to let everybody take a test. Basic humanity test. And if they don't pass it, we're not taking them or leaving them. Or if they, hmm... Because I feel like sociopaths could probably pass those fucking tests. No, because, because like, they're not... I think the... Okay, do you remember that Keenan and Kel episode where they, like, went into the future? Yes. And then the way that they took tests was, like, they just put this little put machine over, over your head. head. yeah. That's what needs... It needs to be that type of thing so you can really understand, like, the whole brain persona. Not just a humanity test, but a sincerity test as exactly. well. Exactly. So that's what we need because I think that they're just... Unfortunately, there are plenty of people who are still gunning for Kevin Spacey to go be back on top. And that, you know, want Weinstein to come back to the helm of his whatever and waiting for the next Bill Cosby special. Like, there are plenty of people who don't care, you know, who don't want to know whether Johnny Depp actually was the um, abuser or if he, you know, they don't care. All they want is to make sure that that people who do bad things don't actually have to pay a price because they don't want to pay the price for any of the negative things they're doing in their lives. Mm. Um, 
so I just feel like we need to we just need to get him out. We need to get I want to remove myself. Yes. And I feel like aliens might be the only way. Yeah. Like what was that movie K-Pax? Wasn't Kevin Spacey in that? That was a Kevin Spacey movie. Ooh. And I used to really like Gross. it. But I'm just thinking, like, if we could have, like, a good K-Pax, a real one, and not just him, because even in that one, it turned out he was just a I mental... I get that mixed up with Phenomenon all the Ooh, time. I like that other That other movie, because um, uh, of the trailer, it had uh-huh. one of my favorite songs in it. I don't know the name of the song, but it goes, I the world. <laughs> What is the name? I gotta find it now. I feel like that's like Malcolm McDonald or something. Um okay, you look it up and I'm gonna go to the next next thing on my list. Mm -hmm. All right, so I said the creepy thing. Now here's here's the potentially silly thing. Do you remember that show? I tried to get you to start watching with me. Married at first sight. And you I will give you this. You definitely put in a valiant effort when trying to get me to watch that show. <laughs> I first off, I thought you would like it because you liked the Love Is Blind and you liked yeah, Ultimatum. But like, I didn't realize that they followed like five couples each season, and that each season, like, first off, I didn't realize there were that many seasons. There's like <laughs> twenty seasons of this goddamn show. And then, like, it's, it, I, I get the premise and everything like that. Like, they get married, and then, like, they have to do the marriage thing for a while. And then at the end, it's like, oh, do we want to stay married or not? I get that. Um, at the same time, though, I'm just like, it's not for me. It's just not my cup of tea, you know? I, I like the reverse of that, where love is blind, where it's just like, let's see how messy these people could be. Because, like, it just doesn't seem like... They, but you didn't give it a chance to see the mess yet. Because it, it gets like it, messy. Does it get messy? It does. It, it didn't. First of all, it's not messy at the beginning. And that's... You need... I need <laughs> mess from the get-go, okay? Shaq was up there asking women if I could put you on my shoulders, like, would I be able to? Like, how, how much you weigh type shit. Like, from the get-go shane had but those crazy fucking is, eyes Mary at first sight is like there the best doesn't happen until after because they have to meet each other at the altar and decide whether they're gonna get married and then from there the mess does begin i'm telling you it's such and and it's like and there's so much mess that every reunion show is better than the next we gotta wait like three episodes just to get all the weddings out of the way i'm just like yeah, <laughs> i'm sorry what I'm if not- you started from the middle from the middle yeah, uh, if everybody's already married and we're just seeing, okay. Uh, I, 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 you know what? Like, cause the it just seems like. <laughs> look, I have been on a tear when it comes to filler. Okay, I'm not a yes, fan. Yes, I know filler you right hate now, the right? fillers. Yeah, so it just seems like if I'm catching it in the middle just to get to the mess, like that's that's not it's not it's not worth it for me. All right, it's not keeping my attention. Well. Someone who's not going to get your attention on the next season of uh, Married at First Sight. Good segue. Is Devon Franklin, Megan Good's Mm ex-husband. If you remember, they um, got, they announced their um, divorce on Instagram on 20, December 2011. Um, And it was very sad. I mean, I felt very bad for her. Um, because the whole, you know, he's a, he's a pastor 
and she's Megan Good, of course, beautiful, gorgeous, lovely Megan Good. We stand for her. But a lot of the um, people, especially hating hating ass women, were calling her out, calling her a poor and all that. Cause she the way she dressed, the movie she's been in, and we're a just poor? no a whore. Oh, it sounded like you said poor. No, no, Megan Good. It could be a lot of things, but she ain't never been poor. Okay. Well, at least not you know since she was on like Cousin Skeeter. Yeah. Um. But like you know, just very very judgmental of her. Um. And they were they seem to be working those issues out throughout the, like you know the the weight of that. Um. And they were trying for a baby. Um. For a few years, but I guess I don't know if it was the if it was the comments from other people the not being able to have a kid um, and just other married marriage stressors. But they got divorced, um, and she said that it was, like, the most painful thing she's ever experienced, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but now he is going to be um, helping on the show as a relationship advisor. Hmm, okay. Um, so he has some sort of windfall from this. Now, I have a question. Sure. Do you think someone who just recently went through a divorce can be an advisor for to other people for relationships like i don't think him being divorced does not qualify him because i think that it's sometimes people who have you're learning from others mistakes but i feel like you just got divorced december 2021 it's not even been a full year Look, if Steve Harvey can make these books on how to <laughs> be a man and he's divorced, then he's I think... He's been divorced, it, like, four times. Yeah. He's married now for a while, but, like, the he's had several, several... Yeah. That means he doesn't give up. <laughs> he doesn't give up on love. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, it sounds like this guy uh, uh, lo- uh, is, at the very least, uh, trying to guide young souls to uh, a happier marriage than maybe his was. Well, he said in um in his on his uh, IG press release, I was going to tell them no because I felt shame, and that voice in my head said, "You're a failure. How can you help anybody save their marriage when yours didn't work out?" That voice in my head had also had had me thinking about what people would say, what would people approve or disapprove, and then I had to ask myself. Is this how I'm going to live the rest of my life? In fear about what people say? And who are people anyways? So I went back to the Married at First Sight team and told them, Yes, I'll still come. I refuse to live in fear or shame! Okay, don't ever do that ever again. <laughs> I was trying to do no, like an anime thing. They always do that. They yes, always they do. do that. Even in freaking... Kamina! Even in freaking um, Love is War, mm-hmm. they're having a regular, regular conversation, and yes. it's always the end part is screaming. Oh, another <laughs> episode just dropped today. Uh, I gotta make sure I watch that before I go to bed. Um, not to give away when we're recording this. <laughs> it's always a guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> what? I thought you had something else. To say. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, um, but, you know, listen, I don't think that anybody should be in fear or shame if they are, have been in a relationship didn't work out if they've been married and didn't work out like these things happen that happens um happens uh every day but i i feel like the i'm wondering has he done the necessary healing and work on himself that would give him the ability to mentor other people and not project onto them 
is I... what I would be curious about since it just is such a fresh um, relationship ending that they were he was they were together for I think close to ten years. I think for a paycheck, I think he definitely <laughs> is healed up uh, enough. That's true. That is true. Yeah, because I will heal up real quick if you show me the money. Yeah, if if you throw a bunch of commas in there, a bunch of decimal points. Fuck up some commas. Fuck up some commas. Fuck up some commas. Yeah. Yeah, like I, the, I would do anything for some money. <laughs> Quite frankly, at this point. And one of these days, I'm going to tell you the story about a certain website that approached me to be on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I wish I could find it. Oh, man. Uh, man, it's probably in my Hotmail email account. I got to. Uh, we'll see. Oh, God. That would be a great show and tell. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now for some shenanigans. These are more are are not as bad shenanigans as earlier, mm-hmm. um, but there's a ex NFL player for I think he was on the Broncos. His name is Brandon Langley. He was at the Newark Airport when this Air, uh, United Airlines employee like pushed him, and then they start like because they're first they're arguing back and forth. It's like someone's taking video as they, you know, they're waiting to check in or whatever. Yes. You see them arguing back and forth. Then the United Airlines guy like pushes, pushes. him. Yeah. And kind of like slaps him in the face a little bit. So then the dude and like he's a football player, but like but more like a length length. What what's the word I'm using for? Length, lengthy. Lengthy or lank, lanky? Lanky. Thank you. Lanky. A lanky one. And like he is. Two piecing in a biscuit, this guy in the face. Yeah. He falls all the way into the little uh, <laughs> baggage conveyor belt yeah. situation. Uh, thankfully, he didn't hit his temple or anything. But then they arrested United um, Frontlines. They arrested him, the the football player, and they charged him with simple assault. And um, then the the United Airlines player. Uh, United Airlines uh, employee mm-hmm. was has been fired, but I don't think they should have arrested him because he. You can clearly defense. see that the guy had smacked him first, mm-hmm. it, and now my mom and my nana, when I was little, and kids would be bullying me, they would always say, "You don't hit anybody first, but if somebody hits you, you gotta hit them back. You gotta give them what they asked for." Yeah. Cause I no, I don't hit people. I don't do it on purpose. Why? Cause I don't want anybody to hit me. Yeah. Now, if you decide you want to hit me, then that means you are saying okay. Let I'm ready to go. Yeah. So don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Black Psalms. Yeah. Three twenty three. Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Like I don't know why that's difficult for people to understand. It doesn't matter that you're a uh, whoever you are. Keep your hands to yourself. Like, and what's his name? Um, what's his name? Alec Baldwin, who just killed someone on the on a movie set, had the nerve to say he should have controlled himself. Wait, Alec Baldwin said he he Alec Baldwin should have controlled himself? No, Alec the... Baldwin said that Brandon should have controlled himself and like he was, you know. And get out of the way of the bullet that uh was clearly in that gun. Well, you know what? Maybe Alec Baldwin should spend more time checking out fire safety, fire guns. What are you trying to say? What is the word? What is it? Fire safety. Firearm. Thank you. 
firearm safety classes and not worrying about I other people. You couldn't. Because I couldn't. I literally, I just kept thinking fire gun. And I said, that's not the word. It's not it. It's not it at all. But I know that it gets connected. Mm-hmm. Um, just people, mind your business. It's not It's not anything about you. No, yeah. one, no one invited you here. Yeah. Just fucking don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. I <sighs> wish I knew the name of that song. Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Don't start no shit, won't be no... It's a little dumb yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know it is. Uh, if you don't give it, man, we don't... Oh, give throw it up! There we are. There it is. Well, speaking of people who didn't... Who wanted to start some shit, uh, Walmart. I really... Oh, yeah. I want to have a really... A big powwow, not a boop, not a powwow. I want to have a conversation with you. Who told you that any black person wanted a um, Juneteenth-inspired or flavored? I, I mean, what would be a Juneteenth flavor if we had one? Um, ice cream. I was gonna say orange. Why would it be orange? Like orange soda. What you're but see, what does it have to do with freedom? It has nothing to do with freedom. So well, I mean, you know what? That would have been perfect because what is it, the same thing that this ice cream this or purple. This red velvet You can lie and say it's royalty, but really it's just grape. <laughs> well they um they basically What was the flavor actually? It was red velvet oh, swirled boy, oh, red boy. velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream. You love us some cheesecake. My but dad, I wanna know who told them that they wanted want some juniors and I'm just like Yeah, like I know. if you don't get the fuck out of here with that wanting of juniors. I wanna know who told them red velvet. Because I my mom would if she was gonna pick a cake or or ice cream flavor, mm-hmm. she would want Butter pecan mm-hmm. or pistachio, actually. Ugh. Maybe pistachio. She definitely would, but like she likes butter pecan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll understand. I understand. Butter maybe pecan. a peach. I feel like butter cobbler. pecan is definitely a mom flavor. Like, but if you were to do a cake, and, and then for me, <clears throat> this might not be what anyone else noticed. But on the container, it says great value. Celebration edition Juneteenth ice cream. So the great value, the bubble is like right above Juneteenth. It just looks, the optics don't look good. Yeah. Great value Juneteenth. Yeah. I don't want a great value Juneteenth. I want a full value Juneteenth. That is that is that is our new salute. Any t- hey, great value and a great value to you. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go around on Juneteenth just being like great value as a salute uh-huh. to every every black person that I see. And then also, okay, other critiques. If you looked at the cup, if you look at the cup, the container, carton. the carton, thank you. The, it, it allegedly is supposed to be having, I guess, these are the colors of the, like, liberation flag. It has, like, a gold, green, and red, and black. Mm-hmm. But these are not, like, the actual colorways that we use. Yeah. They're off, so that I'm looking at it, and, like, it looks off. And then they have the Texas flag, that the... Yeah. Um, not the Texas one, but the Juneteenth flag. Oh, okay. Um, okay. On on one ashy arm, and then the other... Why are the arms ashy? 
both these black people have like ashy dust on them, and it just is weird. Yeah, that's first off, that's more disrespectful than the it is the Juneteenth. Because so. why are we ashy? Why are we ashy? Because that would be literally the last thing we would be. Well, if you were, no, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> we would definitely not be ashy, unless it's like they're trying to honor what the first Juneteenth. Because they were shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. Um, and you know, Walmart was not the other place, only one. I don't know where, um, I don't know where someone was at, but they were shopping and they went to the store and they had like these Juneteenth themed, um, Juneteenth themed, um, party supplies mm-hmm. and on the nap or sorry it's not a napkin well of course like the plates and the napkins all have the red black and gold and the green and has new teeth on it and then on one of those little beer can holders it says it's the juneteenth for me and i want to remind black people to not allow white people to suck you into their shenanigans because the it's not to say that you and I might not jokingly be like, oh, it's the Juneteenth for me, because we know it's joking, and we know that, that you wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, nobody. Like, that's not how it goes. Like, you would say that as a joke, but you're not going to be holding the can of beer and have, it's Juneteenth for me. Yeah. But I'm like, are they trying? They're. Try- I feel like they're- white people are trying to rile us up on a continuous basis so that we have premature heart attacks. Because this amount of stress... Is what does it. Like this constant amount of stress. And we can't even have ice cream to calm us down because the ice cream is now problematic. Exactly. And you know what? Causing all this idea. (laughs) If Walmart wanted to highlight, you know, a black, make a black ice cream brand, why didn't they use Creamalicious, which is they sell in their stores. It's a black woman owned ice cream brand. I thought. Creamalicious was the name of those candies that uh, used we used to, to have. Those those were the um, those were cream savers. I cream think. savers, which yeah. I loved. Yeah, every, uh, they just brought them back. Them. They just brought them back. They so, did. Yeah, they did. Why I'll the find fuck some, did I buy Swedish fish? I'll find some, some cream savers and man. send them to you. Man. Um, but like that's gonna be our old black person <laughs> candy, <laughs> just like cream to savers. help us with our um uh blood pressure. Yes, our sugar. Um, but. Like, if Walmart had said, we want to make an ice cream, we want a red velvet, Creamalicious has a red velvet flavor, uh, they could have partnered together, made a little collab, and been like, okay, this is like our June, this is our um, Juneteenth celebration, honoring black history, uh, freedom, emancipation, this is what we partnered with them with, this is what we're going to do. And black people would have bought it, they would have gotten cuts from it. But instead of doing that, they decided to do this, and now people are laughing at you. Yes. And it's like you can't even say it's about black people or people of color being in the in the room to make the decisions, because they could have black people. It doesn't matter, because there might be black people who thought this they was might, okay. They might no. They had the one black person in the room, Stewart, and because he's <laughs> the only one there, he can't say anything because he's not trying to, like, rock the boat or lose his job or, or anything. It's like, he can't speak There's up. always going to be one who can't rock the boat. There's going to be one who doesn't know to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be one that doesn't think there's a boat to be rocked. Yeah. 
So you just, there's no, we're not a monolith. Regard, there's so many times, even you and I, who we generally have. And I've been all three at, at one point in time. I mean, yeah, like, we, there are plenty of times you and I will see things eye to eye. But then there's sometimes where we will be like, yeah, I have a completely different perspective on that or from you, and that's fine because we're people and we all are different and human, but it's like, this is bullshit. And I want you to go find yourself a black um, branding agency to work with you and not one that's going to try to see like, oh, you know, we're just trying to tap into black culture, like, just be normal. Be yourself. Get, there's plenty of things you can use for Juneteenth that are celebratory. That we can be like, you know what? We love this. And then move forward. And yeah. you won't embarrass yourself. Yeah. There's so many, like, there are people in Texas, in Galveston right now, who have been preparing these celebrations since 1867. Or was it 69? When they, was it, because I think it was two years nine, after nine. the, um... Nine because I I want to say it's nine, I could be wrong. I think I think it might be nine because Howard was was founded in eighteen sixty five. I have a tank top with it, and I wear it every Juneteenth. All right. Well, either way, go find the historical historians that can help you with this. They could probably give you some phrases or words or whatever. Yeah. That you could put on something, but like somebody said, we can't let them single de Mayo. Our this holiday in a sarcastic uh, defense of Walmart, they did at least keep to keep the tradition of red because we have red drink for uh, we do for emancipation for uh, 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 Juneteenth. It's not that I forgot the uh, fucking holiday. I was just tongue tied just now. No, but it is called red drink. I actually researched that um, sorrel. Which is, you know, popular across Africa, the Caribbean. Uh, it was um, also like seen as early. Um, this red drink that we used to have, like red cola, like those things are just like very integral to our culinary um, things for Black people, and you know we love them. We want to celebrate them, but we don't need to be uh, condescended. Or we don't need uh, corporations to con- yes. condescend us. Yeah, we don't need condescension. Thank you very much. Thank you You're very, very much. You're very welcome. Um, all right, that's it. We are done with our pop culture segment. We had the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, we did. And now we're going to take a little break. You like the, the choice of song, right? I think that was good. Yes. Okay, good. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more of the Black and Snurdy Podcast. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast.
we now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. If I can reach the stars, put one down for you. Shine it on my heart so you can see the truth that this love I have inside is everything it seems. But for now, I find it's only in my dreams, and, and I, I can, can change the world. I will be the sunlight in your universe. You would think my love was really something good, baby. If I could change the world. Okay, that's enough about it. I love this song. Can I tell you, Eric Clapton, like that that whole genre of like white male singers mm-hmm. from the 90s they are doing what all of like you know the little jack harlows and justin bieber's wish they could do not to say that i don't like jack harlow i generally feel like he has i the songs i've heard were good he hasn't but said the n-word yet he has not he's and not he been problematic ripped off a black woman's top yes neither of those things but i'm like you know they actually were really talented mm-hmm. Um, they could like Eric Clapton, I believe he plays the piano and the guitar. He plays one of them. Like, I think the guitar in this song is him. Yeah. But like really multi-talented, could sing their asses off. That's why so often when you would, are my parents, like, you know, you hear them playing these songs and grouping to them. And I feel like so many of these pop stars are trying to chase these, uh, talent without having any. And it is sad. Um, but we are here to talk about our mental health escapades. Hold on. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready you're not, yet. You're not ready yet. Yeah. It's okay. okay. I mean, hey, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me, and that's fine. Damn it. Cause I was I was gonna That's not even the song that I was thinking about. God damn it. What song were you thinking about? I was about? thinking about the, 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 um, oh, now, now it's not in my head anymore, but the, the song that goes. Uh, how does it go? Because we were talking about talented uh, white And kids. that song is, it's a, I, it's I know, a it's, I think it's called I'm Never Gonna Dance Again. I can't uh, remember who sings again, sings it. Um, damn, who sings it? Now I can't, oh, you know what, we'll, 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 we'll figure, I'll it figure out. that out. But, but right now, focus on that. Yes, right now we will uh, go into our mental health section. That's not it. There we go. Mental health is important to everybody <laughs> on this podcast, which is why we weekly check in with ourselves and with each other to see how our mental health uh, journeys are going. And so I give it to you. I have not, I, I'm going to be completely transparent. I didn't have any therapy this week. I'm not having therapy until next Sunday. 
Well, you don't need to have therapy for you to have a mental health journey. I know that I don't need to have that, but what I'm saying is my my journey is kind of light this week. Okay. Um, I did some introspection. Uh-huh. Uh, because I believe the last time we spoke, we talked about what it is is the the next sort of chapter for me to further explore. And I think, and do not laugh at this. I'm not going to laugh. But I think... I will explore my incessant need to be liked. Why would I laugh at that? I think that's a great thing to think about. I'm that's something that I'm constantly thinking about. Yeah, well, but like I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like at times uh, I go out of my way to be disliked. <laughs> I mean, uh, in a fun way. Like I, I never do anything like actively destructive or anything like that, but just like mildly annoying. I'm not I push there. buttons. I, I'm a button pusher. Do you? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay, enough. <laughs> enough with your fucking sarcasm, your cynicism. Is this the, is this the, the, the family charm that you were it saying? Is. Is it is, exactly. Been given down from exactly. generation to generation. This is it. Well. That uh, Eberry McKissick charm. Um... But no, I think that is a good thing to think about and to um, figure out the root of because, I mean, be trying to be a people pleaser does nothing but harm you in the end. Yes. Because, like, at this point, I just need to figure out where that comes from, like yeah. what the origin of that is. And yeah. And, uh, and, and like, maybe that will help with addressing it moving forward. Because yeah. Because it, it, it can have its problems. It can yeah. cause me stress. Yes. When it's just like, oh, like, uh, my, and deep down, I'm just like, please like me, please. Yeah. Please, no, I little Maurice. That. Like, I don't want, I, I genuinely don't want anybody to hate me, so. Well, I don't think you've ever done anything to make anyone at least, okay, I can say for Actively. That. You've never done anything to make anyone from the time that I've known you mm-hmm. to now. Or, yeah, about the whole time I've known you. I don't think that you've ever purposely done things to make people dislike you. You may have had hiccups yeah. uh, on things that you just were like, but you have like, oh, wait, was that a weird thing? Mm-hmm. And I, you know that I'm always honest with you with those things. But I don't think that you're not a malicious person. Um, and even if you, when you try to be like, oh, I don't care about people. I just want to be with myself. That's still not true. And you still are very much trying very hard to make sure that the people around you are feeling good and happy. Even when they are annoying the pants off of you, Mm -hmm. you, and you don't let them know that. And you'll just be sitting here, uh, being annoyed and frustrated, but to them, you're like a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. And so I think that being able to find a good balance in that mm-hmm. is good because sometimes being selfish is a, a form of self-care. Yes. Um, because if someone's draining you and you're not um, putting up boundaries, then that can be very stressful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe also some work on some boundary stuff, too, mm-hmm. because uh, it should not take uh, a catastrophe for boundaries to be put in place. Yes. Yeah. And I think also, you know, sometimes when people have had 
open access to things and they don't then think about how you might be impacted, um, that can cause you to feel more stressed than you need to be because, like, if it's not your problem, why are you being rolled and dragged into it? Yes. You know, like, you didn't, you're not in any part of this, that's, you're not in any of the parties involved, yet you're, you know, taking a main center stage uh, seat, and that's not, oh, that's not really fair to you when you don't want to have anything to do with anything involved with anybody that is not something that you have been like, I signed up for this. Exactly. So... We shall see how that uh, unfolds within the next couple weeks because uh, I don't think uh, by the time we do another podcast, I will have had a therapy session. I think it'll be the time after that, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Uh, but you, we'll see. How about you? How's uh, how's your how's your mental health journey going? Um, well, I feel like it's been pretty. It- Um, And don't say fine. I am not going to say fine. Okay. Details. Well, uh, as much details as you feel comfortable with sharing. I mean, also, I elaborate. You see that I have been actively activating my feelings palace and I'm practicing. Okay. Yes. Do you know how difficult that is for me? Yes, it is. But I'm doing it. And I'm saying the words because I'm here with my, uh, the person on my trusted feelings list. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, now, may I ask you a question? And this is not a joke. Okay. I just, I want clarification. Okay. Uh, is feelings palace uh, a terminology that was created within your therapy session, much like when I say uh, my blue period? No. Um it was just that when I had that in that moment when I was like, oh, I need to actually like inside. Is it kind of like a mind palace like Sherlock? Basically, yes. Okay. Because I, like I was just like, I know that usually I'll just like sit here and be. And fester. Festering. Yeah. With anger. <laughs> yeah, fester. Yes, I will fester at times. And you know that you have thoughts about that as well. Um, yes. And so. When I was sitting there, I said, well, I have to, um, I have to not sit here and fester. I have to be, um, use my words because I have them and express myself because when you don't, you only cause more harm. And I said, I had to open up, open up my feelings palace because it is very guarded Mm -hmm. and I am... Trying very hard with the people that I care about. And was it hard? It made my stomach hurt, but no, it was not hard. In the grand scheme of things? No. Okay. It just made my stomach hurt because I was worried there was going to be an argument. Okay. And that makes me... Ten times out of ten, you'll find it's not an argument. Yes, but that doesn't mean... Just a reasonable person on the other end of the 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 conversation. Well, you know, when you have not had many reasonable people on the other ends of conversations, Mm. it does not, even regardless of how reasonable you know the person is, it still, my body feels guarded for 
like an attack. Yes. And so that's what makes it so difficult and hence why I am used to not saying anything and then, you know, disappearing or something. Um because I it's it's difficult for me to have to uh, do those things, but I'm I'm working on it. Therapy's working. Thank you very much to my both my black therapists. Um, but speaking of opening up the feelings palace and like and working on things and trying to heal things, um, this week um, I actually was working talking to my therapist. We did like this practice this thing about um, she wanted me to do like some journaling during session after we were thinking about something, and I, and I just realized. Um, you know, my last job, not this last contract I was at, but the one prior, that it was, like, being there, I was at such a, like, heightened sense of, like, anxiety, like, every depression, everything was so heightened that I realized so many of my relationships I was, like, pushing away. Because when I'm, I, I recognize when I am under a lot of stress, as much as I would love to be the same me I am when I'm just, like, chilling and regular, like, that's just not, I recognize that that's not always capable, feasible for me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the people that I'm closest with will, even if they, they may not realize it, but they're bearing the brunt of, of the, the anxiousness that I'm getting from everyone else, and I realized just because like what we were doing in that, and that's the the thing we were doing was like the anger. But the exercise. Yeah, the exercise. Thank you. Yeah. The anger and frustration and like toxic feelings that I was getting from work was I was projecting those onto like my close relationships. Which I was like, well, golly, that stinks. Um, because that means other people were getting. Uh, we're feeling the effects of your uh, toxic experience. Yes. The ramifications, the ripple effect. Exactly. I mean, that would be the episode title, the ripple it effect. It could be. That could be a good one. Um, and just, I was, and I was saying to my, telling my therapist how annoyed I was at that. Because I try my best to always um, not, I'm not one of those people where if I'm having a bad day that I want you to have a bad day because you are not connected to whatever else I have going on. But realizing when you're in like kind of the way that we've been working in the last two, three years since the pandemic started has been a silo. Mm -hmm. You're not really able, like thinking of the last two years, like, when I was at that job, I was working at home by myself, not seeing really much of anyone else. And it was basically, like, work, the people from work and, like, you know, a few other people in, like, my pod or whatever. But, like, that's the all of the, like, human interaction I'm getting. Yes. And in, like, majority of the time, I was just anxious and worried that I was going to be getting you know, an angry text, an angry email, uh, you know, something that I'm, a list of things that I'm, doing wrong or whatever and how the me the dynamics I, I was at and not really being able to say like this is impacting me 
I don't like this. The way that we are interacting with each other is not a healthy way for me. And that being pushed on, like, onto the other people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that's just, like, con- I feel like the I'm grateful to that, doing those exercises and figuring out those things. Um, because I feel like I have, <coughs> I haven't been able to fully, um, I guess, grieve from that experience. And so Interesting. I realize being able to realize now the many ways it was impacting. Cause like, I feel like those last two years were like, and maybe no one would have been able to know this. Cause I, as I said, I have a palace that I don't always, uh, you know, uh, give full access to, but like the, uh, the amount of like depression and anxiety I was feeling then compared to now, um, was so high, um, feeling just like on a constant state of alert, um, that I'm going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and, and going to be like getting chastised or whatever, like that take, uh, ha- when that's your when you're on a daily sense of alarm, that really impacts how you're interacting with other people and how they interact with you. Like yes. even someone making like, you know, a harmless joke is feeling like ten times more than it should be. Um so my therapist wants me to write down all the things that I was feeling, I'm feeling about that situation and all the things that were left unsaid and to do something with it, whether it's like writing it and burning it or mailing it or just having it there. <coughs> so we'll see. I will, uh, I've been thinking about that. Um, and just really, you know, um, being mindful of the fact that I could never let another Cause that's like the second time I've been in a place that was impacting me that much, um, on like a mental health way. Um, and just being, just being mindful of like being able to protect yourself because it doesn't matter where you're working, the demographic of people you're working in, if they feel like they look like you or they have some sort of connection to you. So they're going to somehow be better. It's literally not, not about that. It's just about, uh, being, having boundaries and people respecting those boundaries and respecting you because if they're not going to do that, then you're going to be miserable there and being able to now, you know, in all of my relationships working on being as, open about boundaries and what um, things work for me and what don't work for me um, and try to say that because if not, then all it does is build resentment, anger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And really, uh, I'm really working on the, uh, like, reducing the belief that by telling someone that I care about something that I don't like that they're doing, that 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 means they're not going to like me or want to spend time with me. So, like, that's also, like, the people-pleasing, and I, I want everyone to like me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because that has been 
something that has been like a downfall for me, both professionally and personally. Because I don't know, you know, if I had not felt so, um, I don't know what's the word. Like, oh, you know, this, my boss is uh, in this sort of hierarchy, so I can't really say what I want to say to them because they're my boss. Restricted? Maybe restricted. Like, you know, if someone's being rude to you or condescending or patronizing Mm -hmm. at work, if they're peer to you then it's a little bit easier to say yeah don't talk to me like that and that is a power maybe but just i think a a toxic 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 personality okay um and being able to say yeah i don't like the way you spoke to me like that or when you said that where you could say that to a peer but if someone's your boss um i think that that's when things for me sometimes it comes a little difficult because there is a, a imbalance of power and if I say the wrong thing, that could mean that now my livelihood is in jeopardy, you know? Yes. Um, but recognizing that, you know, I told my therapist, I don't need to, like, I no longer feel like I want to be the, like, super nice one at the work. Like, if you think me telling you don't talk to me like that or don't speak to me like that, is be being a bitch, then I might as well just be a bitch because otherwise I'm the one that's going to be being treated poorly because someone feels like they can just do or say whatever. And that's not healthy in any relationships that you have. Um, but I feel like definitely not word relationships. Um, so I feel like that's just been something I've been really thinking about. And, uh, this week and trying to figure out like what things do I have to think about before I go into like another position um, so that I don't um, end up having these bad mental health days because if we're working, especially working at home more often than not um, and I need to be able to be prepared mentally for um, working in a bit more of a silo than when you're working in a group of people. Cause like when you're at the office and people, you know, you can see how your supervisor or boss interacts with you and your colleagues and you could talk about it and be like, Oh, did you see that? Da, da, da. But when you're all working online and most of the communication is coming one-on-one through text or Slack or whatever, you don't have a coworker to be like, Oh, did you hear what so-and-so said to me? Um, and I think that's where it kind of changes the dynamics uh, for me a bit. And I just think that's something I'm paying more attention to so that I can have a healthier ha- and happier uh, work-life balance. And I'm not going to be uh, pushing by the people that I care about away or like try- or being maybe mean to them or not allowing them to... Um, see like me for myself they'll be getting like a, a kind of mm-hmm. uh, watered down version or meaned up version I don't know whichever one you want to call it mm-hmm. because I'm dealing with things out of my control so Perfect. that's it okay Um, but I there, that's not the only thing I wanted to talk about much health wise but those were the things for me particular okay yeah what else did you want to get into Um. okay two things 
one, I want to give a shout out to Ruby ba- Ruby Barker from uh, Bridgerton. She played. Um, Sorry. She played the Featheringtons' uh, cousin the first season. The one. Oh, who the one was, who got pregnant. Yes. Um. And so she, Ruby Barker, came out and said that she on her um Instagram, she put this like really long video saying she was worried about her mental health, so she's gonna take some time back to take care of herself, um, which I thought was really, um, you know, just brave um, of her and and a great symbol of, like, doesn't matter who you are, like, how much money pe- you have or how much visibility you have, that doesn't make you're, mean you're going to be any less susceptible to having mental health crisis. Honestly, it's probably more. Um, and her being able to come out and say that she's getting help I think it was just really important. So I just wanted to give her um, some props. And then um, I read this, was reading this article, because I, I had heard mention of this woman who um, is doing, uh, she's a meta research, a metaverse researcher. Um, and she wrote an article about her experience of sexual harassment in Facebook's meta. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, you know, the metaverse where people can go in and they might have um, a variety of, um, it's a it's like The Sims, but real life, like Second Life. Yeah. Um, and so basically she went into one of these um, rooms and just like was just browsing around and she said, within 60 seconds of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed by three to four male avatars with male voices, um, essentially virtually gang raped um, and while they were taking pictures and were yelling, don't pretend you didn't love it. Go Wait, rub what? yourself off to the photo. Yeah. Jesus. And this is VR. So, you know, it's very... You don't feel anything, but, you know, it's a very intense experience. Yeah, it's an immersive experience. And boy, oh boy, can we, like, find a piece of technology that we as human beings can develop where it's not going to be used for either pornographic or for just sexual uh, awfulness? I mean, when you have people growing up in these societies where rape culture is so prevalent and nobody wants to talk about it, and not and it makes everything some sort of liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. It makes it hard because it's like on one hand, if you think about the video games we have, remember when um, Call of Duty and not Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, yes. you used to be able to rape the prostitutes. Yeah, time out, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. sorry, fine. You beat the shit out. of Oh, them. I'm sorry. But you couldn't rape them. Let me. I'm sorry. You just could beat them up, but you weren't raping them. Yeah, you could. You could beat them up and steal their money. Along with every other civilian on the game. I think you could technically still do But it that. was it not a thing where people were like, where people were playing the game and specifically targeting the prostitutes? I, I, I that can't speak was, to that. That was the that. whole big thing. That's why all the parents were getting all, and all these activist groups were getting all up in arms because they said people were, were, Going after them, and it was and it was very violent mm-hmm. against sex workers, perpetuating violence that happens to sex workers all the time. Yes, and so a few years ago, I guess even not even a few years ago, I think when we were in college, 
they you you couldn't do like be as violent or something like that. Um, and I'm curious as to how these sort of virtual reality games are going to cause if that's going to cause any sort of issues with people who are being immersed into these virtual reality worlds and able to do um like terrible things Mm. um and there's a word called the proteus effects which is the tendency for people to be affected by their digital representations, such as avatars, dating site profiles, and social networking personas. Typically, people's behaviors shift in accordance with their digital representatives. So it's like if we are allowing people to be in like the metaverse and they're raping and being violent, and it's like they might think it's just funny games, but are we sure it might not start rewiring the brain into doing terrible things. I don't know. But I feel like that's something that we should think about, keep in mind. Like this avatar uh, metaverse world is only going to grow more and more. Mm -hmm. And if you think about, so I I would probably imagine the people, the guys who were in there doing that, Probably teenagers. Yeah, they're a bunch of te- like it's just like the the episode of Atlanta that we were just yes. watching, where it was just a bunch of teenagers playing Fortnite and stuff. And exactly, and just I, using racial slurs and because it's like, like that's that. what they do. They go in there, they're young, they're ma- they're big idiots, and it's like, but are we the same way we know that some of these um, you know preschool TV shows, the way that they style their videos, like the Coco Melon, it's so bright a lot of action those sort of things um they kind of like transfix a child's mind yeah they, which is why parents are they they try to promote parents not to let them watch it so often yeah and be very mindful because it is creating these addictive tendencies so the child always wants the tablet they're always you know involved with these things and we don't know how it's changing their brain i think the same thing can be said for something like the metaverse, we don't have enough t- enough years of study to understand how these things could be affecting their minds, and we don't want to wait for another, you know, now 100 years passes, and then we're like, oh, yes, we've seen that this is what happens to your brain after this amount of hours in the metaverse. We could have pre- prevented all of these random rampant crimes that were growing by, you know, giving some safeguards and at least saying like these things are wrong. If you're doing these, we're going to kick you off our um, channel. Cause like just because it's virtual, that doesn't mean that it doesn't, it might not still feel jarring. Yeah. I can't even watch. You know how I get when I try to watch Rick and Morty or what's the other one? Solar, Solar opposites. opposites yeah. Those things are cartoons, but the, the violence in them is very much, like scary and horrible for me and I can't get through it. But if I was sitting in a virtual reality and the things like stamped on my head, mm-hmm. that would be terrifying for mm, me. Gotcha. So I'm I'm curious like how these games are going to change our like are they how they're gonna change our brains and what mental health kind of changes need to or like well 
they already ha- like haven't you seen that documentary the 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 social experiment or I forget what it's called oh the, the social on, dilemma the social dilemma on Netflix I saw a part like, of it yeah yeah we've already well yeah we've it, it's already been ha- it's been happening we're yeah. in a second wave we're on the second generation of social media users yeah we're on the the latest wave this generation of being born with this technology that's still constantly advancing. And we're already seeing, like, the effects ripple out. It probably is going to be called the ripple effect. Um, rippling out um, uh, to our children and to teenagers and stuff. So, and their dependence on it. The, the, the fact that they need the, the dopamine from the notification uh, buzzer on their phone. I feel and, like. And how the games are, like, have this immersive sort of thing. Like, we're, we're definitely seeing it. I was talking to my one of my best friends today, and I was saying how I'm tired of social media. Um, I just feel like I need to take a break, like a long one, and it's hard, like working in media, and saying that because as much as I want to be informed, mm-hmm. I don't want to have this constant sense of like I need to have all this information at once because it's just stressful and tiring, and you're never like there's always going to be something that's popping up faster, you know. And I feel like if I had kids, I would not, I would want them to have the barest minimum of internet, like, usage and, like, tablet usage until they are, their brains have grown enough. Just the way that we see how terrible things are now with such a lack of regulations and boundaries with all of the internet and how kids are just, like, being basically guinea pigs. Because we don't know what, like, maybe you'll have, like, America and then, like, compared to other countries that don't have internet. But I would I would probably say that countries that don't have as uh, widespread use of internet in 10 years are going to be far better off than places like, you know, America where your children are just constantly inundated with just tablets and being online. Like, there has to be a way of learning how to use the internet and being aware and understanding how to work with it and being a creature of it who is built by it and you can't separate yourself away from it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we need to get to. I see. But that's it. That's it. Those are the last things. Okay. Well, <coughs> uh, well, that is a very easy segue into the next thing, uh, which, of course, every week uh, we talk about the things that pissed us off and that got under our skin. It's time for a Gripe Right Here. Bring it. What? We gripe yeah. We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe yeah. Should I go first? Yes. Alamo Draft House. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your whole business model is <laughs> predicated on creating a unique and engulfing 
movie experience. And part of that experience is being <laughs> able to order food and beverages. Now, if we have figured out our food selection and our beverage selection before the movie even starts, we should not, and, and you take the fucking card into the back. It should not take until the second act of the fucking movie <laughs> for us to get our food. <sighs> and for one of us to get our beverages. A little bit of context. Uh, <laughs> we went to go see Doctor Strange uh, Multiversal Madness. <laughs> and the Alamo Draft House took... For fucking ever to get our food orders. It did. Not only to get our food orders, but one of our drink orders. Yeah, I didn't get my drink until really it was way midway. Yes. Way midway. I was so thirsty. Yeah. And it had dawned on me that I had not eaten anything that day. So I had decided that in honor of Bob's Burgers, they decided to have a menu item that is uh, reminiscent of uh, a menu uh, of, uh, of something that would be on that program so i ordered it and it took until like half the movie the movie is two hours long it doesn't take an hour to cook yeah and 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 luckily for us the guy did say the kitchen is backed up we're gonna take it off your bill and i so i one thing i was messed up on was i thought when which i was glad because when i saw that bill i was like okay yeah, I was I those, was happy about that. Those drinks are uh, not worth what they are put. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't get a pint bill. glass. I got a regular, regular soda glass. Yes, the soda glass. Actually, the soda glass they give you is way bigger than what the what I got. But um, the I ordered the popcorn because I was like, oh, well, this should be quick. Popcorn's already made. You just sprinkle in some stuff on it, and then that never even came. Yeah. So popcorn never came, and you know what? Part of me was like, maybe I should have ordered the pizza because yeah. we the people in our aisle got their food before us, and, yeah. and even though they ordered after us, they did. And I kept look, every at first I was like, okay, oh, those are pickle fries. They have so fine. They have runners to to cut, and yeah, I looked over. They had mozzarella sticks, and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. It probably that's quick can't and take, easy, but so long to make the fucking mozzarella sticks. But no, and by the time we got the burger. I gotta tell you, that burger was not worth that wait. <laughs> it just wasn't. It was. It wasn't a terrible burger, but it wasn't worth waiting an hour into the movie. It was pretty good. I w- I liked it. I would. I was full by the time I finished it. Yes. But I also had not eaten, and I was really, really, really annoyed yes. that my food was going to take me that long to eat it. Because I really didn't feel like it needed to. I should have been able to just get it and go. And that's not what happened. Yeah. So, uh, Alamo Draft House, you are on notice <laughs> right now. And then next, uh, this is literally a new segment called Old Man Yelling at Clouds. I have a beach day coming up. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of friends getting together to go to the beach. Should be fun. Yes. Should be nice. Swear on everything that is holy. If it rains, 
Don't say that. Let me look at it right now. If it rains. No, it's not going to. I am going to be pissed. No, I think it's going to be nice next weekend. It's it was nice this weekend. It only it's, rained a little bit. It's been but it but it's been cloudy. It's been cloudy. But this weekend said it was going to be cloudy. I think next weekend should be okay. What is um, it saying? Cloudy. Let's see. Let's see. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. I'm looking at a 10-day forecast right now. It, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Saturday is going to be 75, mostly sunny, but maybe it's not going to be super hot, hot, hot. Okay. So, but it, it looks like it's going to be mostly sunny. There's a little cloud. The mostly sunny and the partly cloudy uh, icon are basically the same. It's just there's a big-ass sun, and then there's a little cloud on off to the left or off to the right. Yeah, the left. Um, but I think that you know, if there are plenty of some weekends in June, and we'll be able to go to the beach. No, this is the one that I'm planning for. Okay. Yes, we're going. So, sun, sun, Mister Golden Sun, shine your ass on me. Okay. (laughs) We can do some sun dances. Yeah, but what? Like a sun dance. I'm not doing a sun dance. Okay, um, this is not painting with all the colors of the wind. All right. Okay. But what I am saying, universe out there, is that I've been a good boy. All right. It's not my fault that April showers were supposed to bring May flowers, <laughs> and 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 whatever got pushed back to now. May is the one that brings the showers to the fucking uh uh June. June is beach time. All right. I want me some beach, sand, surf, and sun. The three S's. (laughs) So get it together or forget it forever. That's all I have. Okay. Um... All right, let's see. Um, I think that my first one is, you know, jobs. I know that it the money can sometimes not always be there, but I really feel like just don't offer people a position if you're not really able to pay for that position because it really it sucks to have to and and partially this is my I'm grinding my gears on myself for not being really really explicit early on in my first two interviews of like okay so what's it pay because you know some I like to have tact let me say like okay I'll wait till the end of the second interview the third one we discuss um but now I'm like you know what I'm gonna throw tact out the window first interview What's it paying? Because I don't want to feel like going to most multiple rounds, and then someone offering me a position, and then the position pays like five dollars, um, because that's just gonna stress me out. Um, but please, you know, there's so many places that I find I think the work you're doing is amazing, and I would love to work for you, but I can't work for you and not be able to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that we really. Just need to be mindful um, that people have bills to pay. You know, people have bills to pay. Um, also, damn, what was the other thing? Oh, all right. 
So I really want you all to go and and learn about this. Read, go to New York Times and read this really article that they wrote about um, Haiti and how France basically has been was bank was robbing them blind, or that's probably a terrible thing to say. Was robbing them um, for oh, years, decades post their. Um, the rebellion that created their freedom and how so much of the wealth that was robbed from Haiti was used to build France up. It was very, um, of course, informative. Um, They did a great job for the most part. Um, But what's grinding my gears is that after I read the whole article, it was a really great investigative piece. I find out on Twitter from like different Haitian experts and, writers and things that some of the people that they were talking about in the article, are they talking to white Haitians or, or white people? Um, Haitians. Well, I don't know if all they were Haitians, but they were white people. But they had French names, and honestly, I didn't... I was reading the article, and I was just so excited to, like... Because this is the story of Haiti paying reparations to, to France mm-hmm. is not new to me. Mm-hmm. But that's because I have family that's Haitian, um, my mother's a history teacher. I've always learned a lot about like different things about black history. So I this story is not new to me. However, this story I think is new to a lot of people um, that don't really know that history and might wonder why, you know, Haiti looks the way that it looks, has the infrastructure it has, um, without realizing how uh, France plenty of other Western countries, the Americas, uh, you know, United States in general has caused uh, Haiti to be so disenfranchised because we were stealing money from them. So it's in a very, it's a very important article, but I'm just sad, saddened that I'm finding out that they were speaking to certain Haitian experts and not crediting them mm-hmm. Or that to white Haitians, um, and or white people, and not actual like you know black Haitians who are dealing with the implications of all these things, and how their families are dealing with the implications. Um, so I feel like that just that just saddened me because it's like you spent so much time writing this article, um, and it's like you're framing it as if the New York Times is the first to ever talk about um, this happening, which is just not true. Because the I learned about this when I was a child. And there are Haitians who have been learning about this since the time they were born and having stories and, and things passed down. So um, that just pissed me off. Because when you have the platform that you have as New York Times and you're doing great journalism, you're putting money behind investigative pieces, like, it's important. We're in Haitian Heritage Month. Like, we need to be telling these stories. This is really great. Um, But that just really kind of put a damper on it for me. Although I I think you should still read the article because it just gives you a lot of great uh, background information you wouldn't have gotten um, if you, because, you know, probably if you're just scouring the internet, you at least know that they... um, are verifiable facts. Um, But again, New York Times, it has had a history throughout the years of not 
doing uh, the stories or by or not telling black stories in a way that they need to, sensitive to that, and that's just frustrating because I know how well uh, the people there can do things, and it's just frustrating that they're not using their resources in the for the powers of good. But that's all. Okay. If that's it, then that's it. Um, Damn it. It won't let me pause. Um, Sorry about that. Um, That's everything that's making us upset. That's uh, pissing us off. That's gripe right here. Now we're going to slide into the things that make us happy with a little bit of a baby merchant. (laughs) Nope. So, for the things that made us happy, this week, I was made happy by going to see Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, with my good friend Odie. I also, of course, enjoy doing this podcast with you all the time, so that's good. But the one thing that made me happy, and just surprise, surprise... My dad called me and just to check on me, he likes to check on me every like two weeks or so. And we had a very interesting conversation in which we broached my affiliation with LGBT mm-hmm. and it came from a place of like supportive concern of just like the, you know, how the government is uh, trying to overturn Roe v. Wade and you know, there's a concern that they're going to come for LGBT rights. And he wanted to pick my brain about how I felt about that. And if I'm scared and if I'm concerned, and if, you want, if I want to talk about it. And Aww. I just thought that was that was moving, you know. So shout out to my father for, for the care that he put into that conversation and wanting to have the conversation with me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that really, uh, put a smile on my face. That's so sweet. And I look forward to seeing him later this summer. I love that. That just warmed my heart so much. Uh, he also told me that, like, uh, not told me, but, like, we also agreed that there's a, you know, like, if anything were to happen, New York was probably going to be safe. (laughs) Well, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, but, like, a lot safer than, like, you know, the South. Yeah, so. well, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, that's all you're, ha- what's making you happy? Yeah, that's everything that made me happy this week. Um, oh, yeah, I also bought some pork rinds, so I'm yes, going to get did. into those while I watch Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Frack. Mm, um, rest in peace, Bobby. Was uh, that Bobby? Justice for Bob, Billy. Billy, yeah. Justice, justice for, for Billy. Billy. Someone named Billy couldn't be on that. Justice for for Billy and I will. And you know that was funny. It's funny that I, that was the episode that I wanted to skip. It was, and I and I. Aren't you glad we watched it? I uh, glad is a strong emotion, <laughs> but uh, I ultimately am fine with having watched it. Okay, well, fine. Um, but no, Justice for Billy, um, and for me, um, okay, I sent you a link that I would like you to play. Um, so this is what people are calling the 
<laughs> BBL ritual music. <laughs> and I want to tell you, this made me. When I saw, I the song was trending. It's a song by Candy Burris of Escape Fame, uh, who also has been making a name for herself the last few decades or the last decade or so in uh, Love and Hip Hop, or sorry, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so this was a song she wrote for a stage play that she had a few years, a few years ago, and people are calling it the BBL ritual song. Legs and hips and body, body. Body, body. I got a good man, yeah. I plan on keeping him around and I like the way, yeah. He touches me and puts it Anytime that he wants, I'm gonna make it pop. And at his request, I'll make it drop. I'll bounce, I'll shake till he say stop. I'll give it, give it, give it, give it all I got. Oh, yeah. I know how to keep my men happy whenever I'm with him. Oh, yeah. I know how to keep my men smiling. I know what to give him. I just give him. Legs and hips and body, body. I just give them legs and hips and body, body. I'm just going to give. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that. <laughs> Do you not want legs and hips and body, body, body? I like. I'm going to keep myself from being vulgar. Okay. So I will just say no comment. All right. Head and lips and booty. booty. <laughs> I feel like that's a good, that's a good little. That's a, a guy version of that's this. That's a good guy version. I think you should record it. Legs, hips, and body. Uh-huh. Head, lips, and booty. I right, Listen, what about boobies? Yeah, for me, it would be boobies. It would be boobies because, you know, this guy loves, a, appreciates a good, a good breast. You know, chicken, the rest, rests <laughs> all the way. <laughs> well, that made me happy. Yes. And also, I feel like I meant to mention this last week, but I discussed something else. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Congress had its first hearing on UFOs in 50 years. And they had some videos from the Air Force showing, like, un... Like, it was basically videos that they had taken during missions where they're like, we can't explain what these things are. We don't know what's going on. Nobody has the technology to do any of these things. It's not from any of our our allies. It's not from any of these other countries that we might be looking at. Um, So I'm really excited for the fact that we might have aliens. Now, again, aliens listening to this broadcast, the stipulations that you are not coming here to try and eat us 
or steal resources from our world. We're already doing a really good job of stealing our own resources. Yeah, we don't need any more of that. We need you to be coming here to say, wow, look at us. We are very intelligent. We've learned how to put aside our petty differences and have a world where things are plentiful and whatever. Um, and you'll help. And um, I would look forward to that. And also, I was reading this interesting theory. Also, aliens. Make sure you avoid all media that we have on aliens. Because, boy, oh, boy, there are so many of movies and television well, shows. Well, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is really good. Okay, for every Hitchhiker's of the Galaxy, we have Independence Day. We have Mars Attacks. Yeah, we don't have look at those. The Day the Earth Stood don't Still. Look at that one. We have... Um, uh, Earth e- girls are easy. Okay, but for every Earth girls is easy, <laughs> we have um, uh, 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 aliens, body and snatchers, predators. Yeah, um, don't look at any of those ones. But I want to say, if you do look at those, just Prometheus. be reminded that we are we're working out of a, a fear based. It's not a, a you know? freaks. It's a uh, oh, a legged freaks was so freaking scary. But, but what is it? The the one with the, the starship troopers. Oh, starship troopers! Those aliens look like like staple taker routers. Staple removers. You know what I said? Staple removers. That's staple exactly what they're called. Taker routers. <laughs> if you were to. <laughs> Go on Amazon and write it that in. No one would know what they would, and they would pop it up, and I would be able to purchase it, and it would come to my house in two days. Anyway, um, yes, I don't want you to just if you see alien things, just remember those are fear based. We didn't, we don't have the same access to alien technology as we possibly did during what signs, signs. Oh yeah, that one was also bad. Yeah. Um. But I would be curious, uh, just to, I would like to get the knowledge. Um, I was also reading this interesting uh, conspiracy theory. Um, I don't even know if you call it a conspiracy theory, but like that the Dogon tribe in Mali comes from the Sirius galaxy. Um, because there's like a whole reason behind it. Um, but I'm just like, you know, what if black people. Because there's, there's so, when you go down the consp- the alien conspiracy theory holes. Ancient Egyptians and, it's, it's, and everything like well, that. Well, there's a variety of ones. Or there's the ones Egyptians, where it's like, you know, the aliens came, helped out the Egyptians and, and Mayans and stuff. Because we have so many similar pyramids and similar hieroglyphics and, and ways that we progressed. I always, every time I hear that, I always think like, okay, so y'all just don't want to admit that it was just slavery. Like... How how many decades are we removed from just being like, oh, aliens helped make America? You know, it was just a bunch of, you know, aliens gave us the technology to plow the lands and and, and got us in, into war. Well, okay, with but British. what if in Egypt, what if it was a both a mixture of like, listen, the aliens have given us this really the good information. Gave us slavery? No, they gave us this information of how to use it, and we used slave labor. It was a both and. Who knows? But. Me and my friend James, we always have this discussion of like, what if pre, you know, colonization and all that, that like these indigenous populations were so enlightened that they were getting all this contact with alien um, civilizations. And then like right when things started going wonky and people started stealing people and tr- and taking them to other places and colonizing other people's worlds all crazy 
that the aliens were like, yeah, no, deuces. We don't have any time to deal with these barbaric shenanigans. And then they left. That could be one answer. Or maybe, you know, black people, there's a there's a there's an alien conspiracy theory sector in YouTube that says either that um white people are the aliens that were that like crash landed here or whatever and the reason why they've been so hostile towards us is because they've been trying to take over the the land or whatever for all this time because they're alien species or that black people were came to visit on this side and they somehow got stuck here and now to me I personally like that last one cuz that would mean that in some part of the galaxy far far away there's a black planet yes .com. <laughs> and that we could be taken away from these shenanigans and hopefully going somewhere where we don't have to deal with it anymore and that to me would be like even though i know i would be going there to people are going to be people regardless we've seen that watching Balscar galactica right although i told you my thoughts that like there it's we th- we are thinking of a very Eurocentric mindset of what's going to happen during calamity, but in general, you're going to have people with different beliefs, different thoughts. There's going to be issues and conflict, but please, aliens, if you're coming from that black planet, <laughs> please pick me up, cause uh, baby, I'm ready to go. Right, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, we're I mean- over it. Yeah, I'm over it, too. It would be nice to leave this planet and go somewhere else, but I love money too much. We would get money on that planet. We'd be bringing our new stuff. It'd be credits. (laughs) It'd be credits. Yeah, it'd be credits or um, maybe like a barter system of some kind. Listen, it would probably be better than what we have right here, okay? Bullshit. Yes. God, I love money. Nom, 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 nom. Sorry. Um, Is that everything that made you happy? No, and also... Seeing Doctor Strange with you. Multiverse of Madness. And also doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. And also, in general, just spending time with you. Makes me happy. Thumbs so, up. Thumbs up. That's it. And that's all. All right. If that's everything, then that's everything. everything so uh, everything. I say let us slide our way into the end. We will be back next week with another episode of the Black and... Ooh. The Black and Snurdy <laughs> Podcast. Sorry, I just had a bit of a hiccup just then and there. Um, we will be back with more of the Black and Snurdy Podcast. And until then, take it easy, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnurdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember, Bye-bye. Boy. <laughs> no, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. 
Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I actually want to keep that. <laughs>